Good morning. My name is Ricardo. You know, when I was uh, about 15 years old, I was at a juvenile facility in Riverside, California. I'll never forget Mr. Bell. He was a, a, a staff member there. And uh, he used to call me out on all my bad stuff. He knew that I was a manipulator. He'll let me, he'll let that be known to me. And, uh, but I knew he liked me because he used to bring me books so that I can read and, and get my mind off my, you know, current situation. My current here was Riverside Juvenile Facility. And I remember he opened the door one one night right before he went home, and and he he said some things to me. And I remember he said, "Who are you and what are you doing here?" And I that stuck with me through all my life from that day forward. Every now and then. I'll think about that. It's like, who, who am I and what am I doing here? And uh, we're going to go to the scripture of uh, <clears throat> the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 16. Starting at verse 1. And it says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? And Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourself and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Elijah and thought, surely the Lord's anointing stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And Jesse called Anadab and said, and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. <coughs> Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are, there, are these all your sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance of a handsome features. 
But the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. David was handsome. I'm not. But the Lord still anointed him. And he still anointed me. If you notice, back here we go back, it says that the Lord had um, chosen, he had, he had chosen a, a, a king for himself. From, the, from writing this scripture, I'm seeing that, that God had chosen somebody, that he had a plan for this person. This person had an identity, and he had to be at, at a place at a certain time. That's what I'm seeing when I'm reading this scripture. I'm also seeing that a lot of times, um, the way we look outside, people are so quick to, to, um, to make judgment on that. I remember when I was when I was in lockup and when you do bad stuff, they put you in disciplinary. And I remember they used to come through with this beat down, broken cart, and they had these old books that were missing pages. And I remember I had a hard time picking out a book because I thought the book wasn't good because it was all torn up and messed up. And I remember I got this book by Danielle Steele. It's called The Ring. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful love story. And I was like, wow. And the book was all messed up and beat up, but I, I took the, the time to look through the book and read the word and, and um, was able to, to realize that not everything that looks messed up necessarily is messed up. And um, if we go to the book of, um, I know I wrote it down here somewhere. We're going to go to the book of Luke. We're going to read verse 1, chapter 19. There's a story about this tax collector named Zacchaeus. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this, and they began to murmur, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and I have cheated, I have not cheated anybody out of anything. I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man come to seek and to save those who are lost. Now if somebody was, if Jesus was right here and we was to ask him, who are you? He's going to tell you, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We know that's who he is. We know that he came to this world to save the world, to give us a chance to be redeemed, to give us a chance to be washed, to give us a chance to be something other than, than what we think we are. Sometimes I might have these great ideas and think that I, I have it all figured out, but in reality, I don't. I don't know who I am. I know who I am in Christ. I, I'm a, I've been forgiven. I, I was lost. I was saved. Now I'm saved. I was, 
I'm found. I'm his friend. I'm his servant. I'm the salt. I'm the light. He, he matches all these things of who I am in Christ. So I, I believe that. I believe that's true. Now, sometimes doubt comes in me and I, and I question my identity. I question who I am because if you ask Paul before he became a Christian, Paul was a man who used to prosecute Christians. So if we ask Paul before he was a Christian, who are you and what are you doing here? He's probably going to answer you. Um, I am a, a religious person and I came here to prosecute Christians. After that, he found Jesus. Jesus smacked him in the head and blinded him and all. <laughs> then he, he's before these people who are trying to kill him. Then he tells them who he is in Christ. Then he's able to explain to them about this experience he had on the way to Damascus, how Jesus, you know, blinded him, right? If we go to the books of Acts, uh, Acts chapter 26, we're going to see what Paul says about who he is. says here on one of these journeys I was going to the message with the authorities and commission to the chief priest about noon King Agrippa as I sat on the road I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun blazing around me and my companions we all fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me in a, 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 a I can't say that word Saul, Saul, why do you prosecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goat. Then I asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are prosecuting. The Lord replied, now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. We're seeing right here that Jesus had an identity for Paul even though before that he was a murderer. He was a person chasing the people who were trying to bring people to Christ. And now we see Paul in a position where he's He's preaching Jesus to people. He's trying to let people know about this, this light he saw that enlightened his eyes. And he's going on his journey and he's, he knows who he is in Christ. And, and the here, it can be spiritually, it can be a place, you know, we're all right here in this church right now at this moment. But spiritually, where are you at? You know, where, where am I at spiritually? That's another here that we got to look at. As I, as I meditated into the scriptures, I was... Um, I went last night to um, Mama Debbie's uh, house and I, and I was just sitting out there meditating and I was looking at, at the sky and I seen like dark clouds and I seen holes of clear blue skies and I was like, it looked like a beautiful painting, like something that, that um, you know, one of those famous painters did, um, I don't know, we got uh, oh, um, D'Angelo or I don't know, I'll Google it later on and I'll tell you guys in my next sermon. But, all right, well, there we go. 
And, and it looked just beautiful, the creation of God. And, and you know, the, the skies, man, just are, are, it's something that when I look at, I admire, and I, I got to believe that there's a, a, a power greater than myself that created this, this power who, who took this drug addict and, and flipped his life around. And, and you know what I mean? He's, he's molding me and changing me. And I don't always have to figure out. I'll be the first person to tell you that there's two things that I'm for certain. One thing is that I know that I don't know nothing. And the other is that I know that I'm going to die at one point. What do I want people to say about me when I'm gone? Who do I, I, what do I want my family or my friends or those who, who I got to, to meet in this congregation to say about who I am? Who does, who does, um, if, if Jesus, if anybody's seen that movie, Goodfellas, anybody seen that? There's a scene in the movie where, where he comes to visit his mom. And, and, and he says, hey, mom, how do I look? And his mom tells him, you look like a gangster. Like, do you want to be remembered as a bad person? You, when you when people see you and, and you ask them, hey, how do you look? I want people to tell me, man, you look like a servant of Christ. Amen. I, I, want, you to be, I want you to be the best servant of Christ that, that uh, you know, Christ made us for one purpose, to glorify his name, to serve him, to praise him. That's what we're created for. Amen. I believe with all my heart, man, that, you know, when I when I came back to the new disciples, I, I gotta be honest with you, I, I didn't wanna come back to you because I felt ashamed. I I, I, um, I burned a lot of people here, I gotta be honest, that's the truth. And and for me to come back, now I see why God wanted me back here. He wanted me here so that he can demonstrate his power of what he can do with a person that was broken and lost like myself. Every day I realize that I am a broken man and I need a savior. I've never had to figure out. The day that I meet somebody that knows it, I, I promise you I'm going to run and I'll probably be knocking on your door asking you to please let me in. I, I don't know nothing, man. And, um, hello? <laughs> I'm, I'm blessed to be here tonight. Um, um, I remember this, this story about my mom. My mom, my mom was a person who, who spent all her time praying for her children. I, she used to cook. She used to make these shrimp cocktails. And I remember um, the last conversation that I remember having with my mom that I truly remember. She was cussing at me. She was angry at me because I was so intoxicated with drugs. And she knew that. And she started cussing at me and pointing at me and saying, you're going to be a pastor. You're gonna, God's going to change you. But she was, there was like F-bombs in between those phrases. <laughs> but, but she told me that. And, I, and, and I've never believed that. I've never ever imagined that that, that, would, that would be true in my life. And um, that is my message. Who are you and what are you doing? What is your purpose in this life? You know, um, if you were to ask a person who's wealthy and rich and has it all. If you were to ask that person who he is and what he's doing, I, I'm gonna just make an assumption that his answer would sound something like, I'm here to make a lot of money and to, and, and to be rich and to own stuff. That's his purpose, but when he's gone, who gets to uh, live and keep that money when he's gone? We don't take nothing with us. So the here and the now, that's, that's, that's individually for you guys to figure it out. Every day I'm trying to figure out why am I here? 
I got the who am I. I'm, I'm a servant of Christ. I got that part. But the here, I haven't figured that one out. Blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. 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 Now, hit it. Thank <laughs> <laughs>